0: On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I sit down with Gopher legend Emmett Carpenter. Uh, he, We talk with him for a solid hour, gives us some great insight on kicking. And then Kevin and I, we're going to start things off by talking about Vikings and Packers, what we did in the offseason, how do we like them, how do we feel about our teams going into 2021, and we'll end things talking about league-wide stuff, the, the great news with the Bears and the Lions. All right, let's go. So this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes, I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ulm. Kevin, how are we doing today?
1: Oh, it's just... I've had so many feelings in the last couple of weeks (laughs) across the entire spectrum of, you know, kind of human capacity. Yeah. And I'm a little, like, burnt out, and I know that it's... like I. I feel definitely being... not
0: by the t- moves your team did.
1: No, I know, but like <laughs> I, I'm burnt out emotionally, and I promised myself I wouldn't do this this yeah. offseason, and here I am doing it again. It's like you get upset about the moves, you get upset about the lack of moves, you get happy about. It. I I don't
0: know. We'll, well get into and, it, more and that's the thing too. But... I mean, we've obviously we're you know we're diehard fans of the Vikings and the Packers, respectively, and, but I it, like we've we've had conversations where since we've been doing this show. We are more aware, like we're constantly aware of and nitpicking and looking, analyzing every single move our teams make or don't make. And which, I think which
1: it, I hate, and we should stop doing. Yeah, this podcast, uh, it's really it's, detrimental to my health.
0: <laughs> it's not great long term, but again, it's future Adam and Kevin's problem. Don't have to worry about it now. Yeah, like forty when we have a heart attack. Yeah, maybe earlier. Who knows? We'll <laughs> see. Your back—you threw out your back not too long ago. So I did I. Who did. knows we when I tell anyone heart. that? But that's good. good <laughs> so, to have on the record. I I think we're, we were gonna, as I put in the intro, we're gonna talk about all the moves and all the moves, you know, or lack thereof, our teams made or didn't make. Uh, this offseason, and let, let's start with the Packers, because you resigned yourself to saying goodbye to some players. We Okay,
1: so we started off with a bang. Yeah. You know, re-signed Aaron Jones, which I'm on the record as saying I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah. I wasn't even, like, cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. I had assumed that that wouldn't happen. Uh, I was getting... I, I was buying my ticket to the A.J. Dillon hype train, which... <laughs> I mean, I'm. Still you were not,
0: trying to cash that in before
1: the season. I'm was still not anti AJ Dillon. He
0: he has like a 15 yard carry, and you're like, "This is the greatest second round pick of all time." And like,
1: I I mean, I definitely didn't say that. First
0: of all, Thunder thighs is on the loose. Thunder thighs
1: are on the move. Thunder thighs are loose. Yeah. We'll never know if it was a snowplow in the blizzard or if that was actually AJ Dillon. But <laughs> regardless, so they re-sign Aaron Jones to. A big deal,
0: not four years, forty-eight. Not million. a
1: bank-breaking deal Ugh. for a you know star running back, um, which was a shock. And I, I just, I just wanted to be happy.
0: I, I will say, and the
1: internet wouldn't let me. I will on.
0: say. Um. So we've we've had you know, you are in the camp. I think I've I've got you to say on record on here that. If gun to your head between the two, like Dalvin Cook is the better running back, like sole position. Yeah. You don't put in because like he Dalvin receives the ball as well as Aaron Jones that he runs the ball probably better. He's he's bigger. He's eh, not much. I
1: think Jones runs better routes, but I think that Dalvin's a better runner and that's most of what they do.
0: Yeah. And so, and so it, it, better overall running back is Dalvin. If you were to tell me that we were going to get Dalvin, Dalvin, if I, we could have Dalvin Cook or Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook's only going to cost me five hundred K a year more. I'm I'm so I'm very it makes me feel better about his deal. I'm happy about like Yeah, and I mean I
1: still think that the Delvin Cook deal Aaron
0: Jones deserves money. I did not think the Packers were gonna give him that money.
1: No, and I didn't think that either and I'm not saying I still think the Delvin Cook deal as far as, you know, affordable deals go is pretty good for the Vikings.
0: Seeing what Alvin Kamara got right before. Yeah, exactly. That's that's And
1: so I mean this is not the kind of move that is the, you know, quote unquote the smart move. You don't no. pay running backs, especially long term, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Having said that, it was my hope that this would set a tone for an offseason, that there was a transition to a win now mindset for the organization. Yeah. And I mean this this is a pretty big step in that direction. Having said that, then some other things happened that made me think that maybe we're not in win now territory. Well, it's
0: weird because like I is is Goot Gootkunst
1: a good GM? His friends just call him Goot, but yeah, um,
0: Brian Koonst is his name, right? I mean, I, it's I think too, that's how you say it. I think I it's know. too
1: early to definitively say good or bad. The Jordan Love pick set him back tremendously, in my you opinion. You could say
0: the last, the first three rounds of last year not looking good short term.
1: Well, I mean, but in theory, I still kind of like the Dylan pick as a concept. I'm just not sure you what like our strategy is now. I feel like,
0: now. yeah, you like it if you're, for sure, if you're committing to Aaron Jones is gone. Yeah. But now it's like, this yeah. makes it look worse. He's
1: he's a confusing GM. I still think with a GM, you need to have a pretty significant body of work before you can really say because a lot of this stuff is... You know, planning things out way in advance, and so I'm worried it, that it's he's be, it's say.
0: becoming a Howie Roseman situation. No, and it, it, it very Bay. it very well might. He's I trying not... to be the 40 chess playing mm-hmm. GM. That's like, look at all my smart moves, and it's like, yeah, uh, you're playing against yourself. Well, and
1: and push really comes to shove when you know, however many years in the future it will happen, where you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. Yeah, and you know, then it, all, all, three, of, your, all of your all of your mistakes get magnified and things like that. Um, because Jordan Love won't be a Hall of Famer for a couple of years, so <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, a jury's still out. I'm definitely not like in the Goot fan club at this point. I'm still, right. you know, kind of testing the waters, but I just wanted to be happy about Aaron Jones, and that, yeah, and the I world... would be happy about it. No, 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 no. The world would not, including you, you're part of the world, would not let me. What?
0: I, I I'm very happy that you guys resigned him because, because I don't. I'm I'm in the camp of you shouldn't the smart money is not to resign or give running backs large contracts but there are two or three exceptions to that rule in my opinion right now and I was like unless their name you can make an argument for Kamara there's name those names in my mind are Derrick Henry uh, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and that's what i think has been especially last season proof for dalvin at least wise i thought that was a great year that he had with his you know his deal he got and yeah. and for seeing you know the joe mixons getting their massive contracts um aaron jones i i put aaron jones with joe mixon i don't i don't think that's a bad thing i don't put him in the elite three you know the big three big four yeah
1: and i, and I don't know if i put him there either but I just
0: he's a top 10 running back
1: I like that the offense is retaining him because it would have been a step down even if AJ Dillon can take a step I just think that the way the Packers offense functioned last year in again in a world with one wide receiver and a bunch of guys that are not quite are bad, wide receivers bad. yeah, that's the way you're looking for. um I mean the fact that you get to keep Aaron Jones who is a very versatile weapon he allows Lafleur to kind of Call that style of offense, and he's pretty good, you know, in terms of pass blocking and things like that. I don't hate the move. I wanted to be happy, you know, kind of the internet told me I shouldn't be, and there were plenty of Packer fans that were. Trying to rain on the parade, and I, I don't care. I, I am happy.
0: upset that his last carry or last touch with the Packers is not going to be a fumble. Yeah, it's it's well, that's and, a bummer.
1: And, and I'm pretty sure he fumbled like one other time the whole season. He fumbled uh, twice in that you game. You got like it, popped. Yeah, it was it was tough.
0: <laughs> well, that I mean that whole game I mean, we've we've already dissected that game. Yeah, but
1: so and then the other thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess the next thing that happened related to Aaron Jones is that Lindsley signed with the Chargers. Chargers, yep. yeah. For big money, more than we might have even paid him had we not reset that Aaron Say what Jones. you want.
0: That's a loss. That's a big it's a, loss. It's a big loss. Yeah, he's, he's a, a great player. Loss. He
1: he did have a little bit of injury stuff, but I think all offensive linemen at some point. But he was have that. in for the last couple of years. He's been in a top Thomas. five center. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, no, no, he's he's an all pro the center. anchor
0: of your. I mean, loss. he's the foundation of your offensive line. That's what the center is. Having said that,
1: I think that we have some kind of depth on the offensive line as a whole. I don't think that we are now a bad offensive line. We're just not probably as good good of an offensive line. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, And so that was the next thing. And then the last thing that I think is worth mentioning. It's back.
0: (sighs) Not your favorite corner. It it
1: ruined my whole day. My coworker broke the news to me. I didn't even see it. He was like, hey, did you hear that they (laughs) re-signed Kevin King? And I was like, I thought he was kidding because he knows how much I hate Kevin King. And he was like, You're not alone. Yeah. And he was like, I love him." Yeah, I'm a big fan. And I was like, No. Like, <laughs> it, it was like when they told uh, Chris Farley in that SNL sketch, like, we've re signed Kevin King. Like, what? What? It's not for you. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, I was so mad. And at this point, I've made my peace with it. I mean, he's a. He's an NFL corner. He has experience. He's slightly better than like a typical nickel corner guy. We paid him a bag of chips to stick around. Has he and... ever
0: going? The... He goes in the nickel. No, oh, I'm the... saying
1: he's better than like your typical like, oh, nickel corner. Okay. He is quote unquote a starting corner on the yeah. team. The only the spin I feel like zone... he's he's at a
0: weird. Sorry, before... Oh yeah, he's yeah. A, he's at a weird. Like he's not sure. If... I feel like teams aren't sure if he should be that nickel corner and or safety because like, that's really what a lot of nickel corners are yeah is a is a big bodied safety where they're kind of that hybrid because they could take up on you know i don't tight think end. He's sure about that either well because he's 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 like six two six three he's got a good vert he doesn't always time his jumps well uh never some say. <laughs> um, and so and he gets his hand like you know it's very like much like trey Wayne's where he just gets handsy when he doesn't need to be and that's what that's a huge gripe with name, a lot of name corners. Name two times he did that. No, a lot um, of times. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah, so I mean, he's on the team. Yeah. I I don't know. Hopefully, you know what you're I can't get. decide now if I want them to draft a receiver or a corner in the first cuz they're going to need he is not the guy is, to, is, to be corner. Is to. Jair
0: going to make that is is he going to try to be a Well, what we're currently trying to do is
1: clone Jair. Okay. Um, And then the other thing, so I was talking about spin zone. The only spin zone I have for that, basically every guy on the secondary after he got re-signed tweeted out some sort of affirmation, some sort of support, which, eh, I mean, I'm I'm grasping at straws, but at least they like him. Maybe they know something I don't. Right. And we also have a new defensive coordinator, which I don't think we've ever really discussed uh, on the show so far, but... I mean, if you are Petten, you have to know that Kevin King is kind of a liability. You are blessed with one corner that you really don't have to worry about too much, who probably should be shadowing people, but whatever. And then you have a corner who is not that way. And if you hang him out to dry on an island with no safety help against Scotty Miller, I mean, yes, he shouldn't play press coverage, but you also shouldn't allow him to fuck up because you know he's Kevin King and he's going to do that. Yeah. So those are my two spin zones. I'm still very upset, but... i i I am not the gm so i can't i can't do anything about this oh well
0: it's all right (sighs) um let's move over to the vikings we were a little more active well first of all actually what would you give your grade what would you give your what would you give the packers offseason grade i mean this is before the draft so but free agency grade and re-signings b minus c
1: plus ish i feel like that's generous uh, Resetting Aaron Jones. I, guess, I I view it from the win. I, I like yeah,
0: you look at it as you don't have as many holes. I mean, you won thirteen games, mm-hmm. um, fourteen if you count the the division round, and so it's like okay, but you know, it, you. I feel like you could have done more. I, I guess there is a cap situation. Rodgers not wanting to restructure. Yeah, that was interesting. That's that was a bit of a kind of little bit of a red flag kind of comes up where you are like. It's not to worry about this second, but it makes you perk up a little bit, you know. I
1: I perked slightly, but I'm so exhausted with the talk of that (laughs) in the last couple of years that I just— Well, you
0: might lose your quarterback to become the host of Jeopardy, so
1: there's that. I mean, I would would support him in whatever he wants to do. Uh, Of course you would.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, going to the Vikings. We were a little more active. We had a lot more holes to fill. Um, Big signing. Uh, We signed Giants defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson, who was their captain— uh, Every year you guys sign a defensive lineman whose name I don't know.
1: And I consider myself fairly we we're literally just we just
0: re- recreated the Williams wall of the Pat Williams, Kevin Williams era, and I'm I'm thrilled about it. We were despicable against the, the run last season, and that's not gonna be a problem now. Um gave him two years, twenty two million. That was our big, big signing. Um I think it's well deserved. I, I you hear nothing but good things about the guy. Um, and I've, it, I've heard no things about the
1: guy. <laughs> so I'm going to take your word for it. Well,
0: you're, you're a casual. We'll call you. <laughs> yeah, and so, it's true. I, I, and, and so I know giants fans. I, I, the easiest way to tell if it's a good move or not, you see their fan base, like on Twitter are very upset. Mm. It's like, that's great. I love to see that. And so, um, I'm through with him. We're going to get hit in Michael Pierce. And I, I'm very happy about the middle of our defensive line. Um, we signed Chargers linebacker Nick Vigil to a one year deal like Vent Min. Like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Depth. We knew we we're probably going to lose. We, we did lose Eric Wilson. He went with the Eagles along with Anthony Harris. Um, we re signed Chad Beebe. Again, he continues to have a stranglehold over the Vikings organization. I don't mind him. And it's for like a cheap contract. Like, whatever. He knows the playbook. He. He's fine. Yeah, sometimes guys like that, it's more like the consistency familiar, familiarity. Yeah. You know, you're used to him. But then the other big offseason signing, Patrick Peterson's a Viking. That's pretty cool. Ooh. You say that.
1: I, I straight up did the Homelander, like, ooh, gif yet, when, I, heard, when yet, I read that.
0: Yeah, it's very similar. And what did he say? He wanted to possibly – he was open to playing transitioning to safety. What other thirty-year-old changed teams and went to a different position, played safety from corner? Yeah, but had like, a really good second know, half of his like, career. Eh, I, no, who, I mean, it wasn't who was the that? Second
1: half of his career it was like the last three years of Charles Woodson's career. Maybe he had
0: more than three solid years as Green at Green Bay.
1: Oh, I agree. But I thought you went when he went back to the Raiders. No, no, that's the part of his career. No, it's not. With no, Patrick Peterson. No,
0: it's not. Patrick Peterson's thirty. He's thirty years old. That's the same time that Woodson came to the Packers. He had a
1: PFF grade of fifty-five last year.
0: PFF, we we do not fully endorse PFF. Like let's be I real here. I do when here. it backs my point. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm I'm happy with it. I I think if he's able to make you know, work with Cam Danzler and what he's going to do is just having that veteran leadership in that cornerback room, how young it's going to be. That's fair. That's, that's pay. That's worth the 10 million mm-hmm. to me. Cause like, and he's still got in the tank. I don't think he doesn't. I mean, like, no, he definitely has some in the tank. And I think he's, cause he's, he's not, he's probably, not going to be asked. I mean, he's not going to be coming in here being our cornerback one. Like he was at Arizona. That's Cam Danzler.
1: I'm, I'm just shocked that I, I guess I wasn't paying attention, but. Anthony Harris just fell off a fucking cliff last year, apparently. Well, see,
0: and that's that's the thing that happens when you play with Harrison Smith. You're, you usually have a great season, but then when you are asked to do more, like Harrison Smith was, like Eric Kendrick was last season, and Anthony Harris was, Anthony Harris, you know, I, I don't wish him ill or anything like that, but he... You know, he was a seventh round or sixth round pick for a reason, or an undrafted guy for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. it's we found a diamond in the rough, and he played really well. And I'm, I'm that's why I'm thrilled with our other big signing, Xavier Woods, the safety from the Cowboys. I think he's going to have his best season is in the NFL playing alongside Harrison Smith because that's what Harrison Smith does. He is he has always been known as Mike Zimmer's glue guy, and last season he had to do a lot more than he was normally. He already has to do a lot. But Are you like, sure
1: that Anthony Harris wasn't run out of town by another Anthony who didn't want to share the Anthony crown?
0: No. <laughs> Anthony Barr was there before Harris was.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> he he got run out. No, I because, I, like, Mar- his, I put it put it on record. Enough for the put
0: on record the Vikings defense in twenty twenty one will be a top ten defense. Doubt. No, nope, I doubt p- I'm
1: good. I'm doing the what 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 game is that? Uh, LA Eleanor. Yeah. I'm, yeah no. I'm doubting. Pressing right X now. to doubt. Yeah. No.
0: No, we the Minnesota Vikings will be a top 10 defense in 2021 if Daniel Hunter At placed. least
1: one week out of the season. I, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole season. Which whichever week the you guys whole play season. the Bears first? We will have a better defense than the Green Bay Packers.
1: Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Kevin King coming on strong in his, like, 50 We'll have year. a better
0: defense than the Green Bay Packers, and it will surprise a lot of people. But okay, well, not, not me.
1: We'll remember this conversation in however many months.
0: <laughs> that being said, I I love the defense-heavy free agency because it it shores up that we have – because we have the most draft picks this season, or this, this draft, like many. Um, Rick Spielman loves his – late round draft picks and we're going to go so heavy on offense i i it it, i i like it you know we had a lot of holes but it allows us to so it's like just all
1: linemen or like what are you talking
0: about no i i think we're gonna we're gonna take obviously i think linemen should be number one we'll get into the full draft later but, but
1: you guys have dakota dozier
0: uh yeah we do we did resign him but
1: two words, twelve if, letters. Say it, and I'm yours. If he
0: is just a depth guy, that's fine. If if we resign him to be our starting left guard, that's terrible. But if, I don't think we did. So you know, I again, I like how we each have fun.
1: guys on our team with alliteration names that we hate. That's fun. That's 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 a nice kind of give that's, and take. That's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but either way, I I liked our off season a lot. Um, I would give it a. B plus, A minus. Um, I'd say right on that cusp, right around there. I was I was happy with it, you know, and gives me hope. Well, I think I, that's a little generous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think it is because we actually did moves. We did stuff. Just because you did
1: moves doesn't mean – uh, Bill O'Brien did They, moves. they were
0: good moves. <laughs> Bill O'Brien hasn't done – he's not doing any moves lately. <laughs> but that being said, all right, I'm happy. Kevin, you're – you had less um, holes to fill. You're fine. I'm I'm the same. You're the same. Which is okay. not good, but all right. Well, let's get to our interview with Gopher Kicker Emmett Carpenter. All right, let's go. All right. In studio, Kevin and I have Emmett Carpenter, Gopher Legend. Emmett,
2: how you doing? I'm good. I'm um uh, excited to be here, guys. It's uh it's an honor to be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if you're we're Third and Forever were somewhat new-ish with the 10K brand, with 10,000 takes here in Minnesota, and we we're we're the fully on football, like the NFL, as well as just football branded podcast. So that's what Kevin and I do. Um, I'm a Vikings fan. He's a lifelong Tiger fan. That, yeah. So that that makes some conversations pretty good um, sometimes, but. It's always good to talk with, you know, being with someone that you actually, you know, I I stopped playing football in high school. So, you know, I, I it's always fun to have conversations with guys that have, you know, done it. You've been around, you've you give a different perspective than we do, especially in a position that do, honestly does not get enough love. It does it doesn't. I mean, kicker is I I I could not do it because I'm mentally weak. I, I just <laughs> I would crumble. I would crumble. So, we wanna. We're gonna have some questions for you, but if you're not familiar with Emmett Carpenter, um, you know he was our our mainstay kicker for three seasons, I believe. Uh, from I think it was 2016, 2017, 2018. Yep. Uh, you ended. I'm just gonna read off. I'm gonna read off your accomplishments. I know you probably love to hear it, oh, boy. but <laughs> so, so long. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. So impressive. I just for just for the listeners here, you had a 79.1 field goal conversion rate, which is first in school history. 53 career field goals third in school history made 117 of 118 career point after attempts 117 made is second of all time you ended your career with 80 consecutive PATs made which is second most of all time and you finished your career with 276 points second all time in school history among kickers and just all players pretty dang good
2: uh, well uh Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a, so, when, whenever you're ready, yeah. I, have, I have a good story about that. I, missed you you PAT fire away. Well. I want to <laughs> hear it. I want to hear it.
0: Yeah, let's hear about that one P
1: A
2: T miss. Man, it was, Would you like uh, to apologize first of all for yeah. missing that first one?
1: Did, did, it, well, did it hurt us at
2: all? It it, it, it I don't think it hurt <laughs> us. No, and we gotta talk later. I'm a Packers fan too. Oh, great! And it's in my oh, thank yard. God. Outnumbered season oh. tickets. Like, let's go. It's such <laughs> a minority here that I. It's I'd not that much enjoy. a of minority. No, and
1: it's even more of a minority that there's a Gopher Packer, you know, combination. I get so much flack from Gopher fans. Like,
0: what you didn't like switch to the Vikings? Like, no. Why? Well, well you it can't. is weird because you you like despise the Badgers, which you should. Yeah. But you, but you despise the Vikings, and so that's why it's weird for. Us, the, you know, I'm a normal, I'm, I get a, the I'm Packer, a Viking ba- or Viking yeah. Gopher fan, so it's like
1: I get the Packers superiority complex and the and the Minnesota inferiority complex, and I get to have this nice kind of mixture of the two. It's
2: bizarre to me. Yeah. Y- you know what that's about, oh, right? It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. I get to be
1: like, oh, the world hates my team, but also like the playoffs are yeah. kind of fun.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, <laughs> that that missed PAT. It was uh, I think it was 2016. It was one of those uh, just. Colder than hell Uh, Games uh, in the end of November At uh, TCF Bank Stadium Against Northwestern And we had like It was either a pick six Or like a kick return for a touchdown I mean I'm on I'm on the heated bench Three (laughs) pairs of sweatpants on The big cloak jacket These thick like winter mittens on Oh no I'm probably eating a Snickers bar (laughs) at the time And like I'm just sitting there And like just chatting it up with the boys and all of a sudden P- like someone comes like Emmett, Emmett, you gotta go you gotta go and i'm like what do you mean and they're like we just scored so i'm like usually i'm like super thorough about like warming up into the net but yeah. I, i'm like oh man i gotta go so i hop up run onto the field sweatpants on oh gotta no. stop throw the sweatpants <laughs> back off I think I remember up. this. Were they tearaways? Were like, they tearaways? At that time, I don't think they were. Oh, no. I think no. they were, think they were just joggers. Eat. Oh, no. So I'm like basically on the numbers on the field trying to get these pants off. And then uh, I get out there and my holder, Jake Herbers, looks at me and he goes, dude, why do you have like giant ass mittens on? <laughs> and I have these like huge mittens on my hands. So then I'm like lining up for the PAT, just super cold, and all I can think about is these. I got these, these massive mittens, mittens <laughs> on, and then I end up just pushing it to the right. Oh no! And I was like, "All right, I'm never making that mistake ever again." Oh man! I mean, that's a good story though. That, go that's perfect, great. That's yeah. that's boring. You know, 118, 118,
1: No one that no one cares about that. You know, <laughs> you're <laughs>
2: supposed to do that. I'll <laughs> never. I mean, I don't think I could tell you <laughs> any other PAT from the rest of my career. Exactly. I could definitely, definitely tell you about that one. I mean, and so like, so Kevin and I, we
0: we went to the, we were you know gophers obviously, and so we spent a lot of time you know on the other side, being in the student section and 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 seeing you know everything. We were there, we were the, we were those guys that went to the, we were gopheralls like every single game, couple seasons, even when it was like in December and all that or November or like well, gopheralls. Like, no shirt, you should yeah 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 by, exactly. Gopheralls, right. no shirt, and. We got some looks. We there was definitely one game where we were on the jumbotron. I don't know, probably five times because we were just the only ones. However many times it wasn't enough. I mean, we were just sitting there, <laughs> no shirt underneath, and we're like, "Yeah, I'm just thinking." We're thinking, "Oh, we're sweet, we're awesome. Look how like people you know, They loved the hustle. people are laughing with us. No, no, they're yeah. they're like, look at those assholes. Like they're they're <laughs> morons out there. But hey, you do it for the love of your school, and so I we didn't have any regrets except for maybe the hour after the game when we were freezing. It was and, more than an hour.
1: Yeah, yeah it it, it, it's the kind of cold that stays with you. <laughs> well, absolutely. <It> chills <laughs> you to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> well, and is that something that I mean, would you how do you feel about kicking in cold weather, I guess? In terms of, you know, would you have rather played at a school that announcers make a
2: big deal yeah, about? Yeah. I mean, I mean it, is it hear. as big
1: of a deal as people say it is?
2: It isn't, it isn't. I mm-hmm. mean, it's as big of a deal as you make it yeah. in your own head. Like, yeah, the ball gets harder. Um and just like the physics behind it like the ball isn't going to travel as far yeah um it's going to hurt your foot a little bit your muscles aren't going to be as warm mm-hmm. but i mean like at the end of the day there's like there's your checklist of things that you can control right mm-hmm. snap to kick to, uh you know what everything in the process and yeah the temperature is unfortunately not one of those things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you know me or you or anyone else has any control over so it's uh you know obviously those games aren't the funnest yeah but you know it's, it's as kinda, long as you got your mittens right it, yeah <laughs> get your mittens and sweatpants and find a good spot on the heated bench and you're good for like 98 percent of the game so yeah, as far as i guess like positions go kickers got to be one of the warmer ones right probably i mean there were games where like i mean there's guys on our team who they're just like shivering on the <laughs> sidelines like refusing to put on sleeves and or even worse, like you put on sleeves and it like rains and it gets
0: wet,
1: and yeah. And then you
2: get wet. I mean, they would they would come around with like those like Gatorade bottles or Powerade bottles filled with like warm chicken broth, mm-hmm. and like guys would be drinking that just trying to stay warm. And wow, I mean, all right? Yeah, it's there's all sorts like hot chocolate, like apple cider, warm, warm chicken, chicken broth, yeah, and, <laughs> and Gatorade, and that's bottle. like that's, actually what the, that's something I've never heard of. Yeah, that's... oh, it's it happens, man, because it's wow. like the nutritionists love it because it's like you know, a bunch of sodium. Yeah. And it, it, it apparently helps you hydrate or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was, I was always fortunate to, uh, to have, uh, one of those big warm jackets yeah. and, uh, a heated bench. And, um, I, I, definitely didn't have it as bad as, as well. And does. that's the thing
0: too. Like, so like, I remember when I was in, I remember in high school. So I went, um, I'm from the twin cities and went to Eden Prairie, uh, I'm in Minnesota. That's, you know, Mike Grant, son of, or, you know, son of, uh, Bud Grant is the head coach, so it's it's a in terms of high school sports, mm-hmm. it's like a it's a big school to go to. Totally. And and th- I played when I played in high school, I did safety. I played defense, and and before we went to varsity, it was like receiver two. So, it, and it was like if you wear sleeves, it's like it's like a you know got to look tough. You got to You're a position where you're like, especially on defense, like you don't wear them. Like it was before sleeves became kind of. A part of a person's swag, a little bit, mm-hmm. where that you see now, especially in the NFL, um, with players like DeAndre Hopkins, who like almost always wear sleeves. It's like it's part of a look. And in high school, it's like, nah, you just got to show that you're tough. And boy, it sucked. Like there, <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, you you prayed to get to the Metrodome back then. It was the Metrodome, and you're like, I got to get, get there because then we could go inside and practice. We don't have to be outside because we're not playing outside, but. Man, it was dumb. It's but with with in the specialist unit, it it didn't matter. Like you, you weren't. I am sure there were there guys that were just like, I gotta wear sleeveless.
2: I gotta go. You know, my uh, one of my best friends, one of my roommates, he was a punter on the team, Mm -hmm. and he like insisted, like, I mean, he was the punter that no like no sleeves, all the armbands, like high black, everything. And I mean, and that was his thing, and I was on. And I'm sure like my redshirt freshman year, I probably the first couple cold games I yeah. was like, Oh I gotta look tough. Yeah. Like well, of ma- course. maybe if I'm lucky, people think I'm like a defensive back or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um but once I hit the point in my career where I was actually on the field playing, I was like, Man, I I don't care what I look like. Like people will remember what I look like, they'll remember if I made the kick or not. Right. So, no, and and
0: that's the thing. Like I you know, it it's it's so true where it's yeah, at some point you hit that age or that certain mindset, or you've been at that level where you've been that cold. You're like, I don't give a shit what I look like. Oh. <laughs> I just want to be comfortable and warm, especially in a position. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can argue quarterback, but like, I don't know if there's another position where you're like mentally comfortable is the most is is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're out there like worried, or if you're like, I'm a
2: little cold, or I'm a little tense it's probably not going to do, well yeah. do well for your game. And, I mean, like, kicking is, you know, comparable to, like, a pitcher or, like, mm-hmm. a golf swing where it's, like, a lot of fast twitch muscles. And yeah. if you're cold, some of those, they might not they fire not the way work. you want them to. And, um, you know, but thankfully, thankfully especially with uh, Coach Flack, he made sure we were over-prepared for mm-hmm. the cold. Like, always outside – dumping buckets of ice water on you and it's like 15 degrees out. Oh my now. gosh, jeez. Like <laughs> and he had a field day. Like He would love just like doing things to make my life super hard. <laughs> and thankfully, like it he helps. gets you ready. It, it, and I was going to say, thankfully it, it prepared me for yeah. situations that you would never expect to be in. But I mean, they would take like all of our kicking balls and overnight before our practice, they would dunk them, like submerge them in tanks of ice water. Mm-hmm. So by the time that we would get out the kick field goals, these things had like a thin layer of ice oh all the way gosh. around the ball, and I like had bruises on my foot from days of kicking those things. It was just man. brutal. But but then again, like when you get to uh, when you get to a Saturday afternoon and it's cold out, and they pull out the game ball, and yeah. it's like it's not warm, but it's like man, that's not as bad as that ball yeah. I was kicking on Thursday well, at practice.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. That's interesting you say that because I I know Kevin you have a you kind of have a question geared towards coaching
2: yeah
1: so like I I noticed and you know part of it is that your time at the U was you know pretty similar to our time at the U you ended up with both uh, you know Jerry Kill Tracy Clay's and PJ Fleck and so I was just wondering if we can get kind of an inside perspective on you know the differences between those guys All you very very ha- different you don't have to say demeanors. that Fleck was your favorite or anything but you know like. It was because there was a lot of turnover and it was kind of a tumultuous time, I bet. And it's it's really curious. I'm very curious as a fan kind of like how that was, you know, experienced by the players. Yeah,
2: Um, I tell this to everyone. I like absolutely love and I'm so thankful for all three of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're all amazing and unique and special in their own ways. Um, And I'll I'll forever be grateful to all of them because Jerry Kill recruited me um Tracy Clays picked me to be the starting kicker mm-hmm. and then uh then uh coach Flack I got to play for him for 2 years and mm. he gave me all sorts of opportunities he gave me a scholarship and then uh you know he he also gave me a lot of uh outside of football stuff so yeah um but you know man each of them all had their own own strategies their own uh ideas and um this you seemed know. like three very
1: different kind of styles of coaching, and just kind of like different guys, personalities, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, th- I think uh, Jerry Kill, he if he hadn't had his uh, his health concerns and all that, yeah, I think he could have done some pretty special things mm-hmm. um, here at Minnesota. And guys, I mean, everybody just loved playing for him. He absolutely. was he was a player's coach. He, um,
1: I got my Jerry Soda shirt on yeah. right now, you know never yeah. forget i
2: mean he he was just awesome like tons of funny stories of him at practice or just hanging out around the guys and then tracy clay is he he's a pretty special dude he was he was totally fine with just being behind the scenes mm-hmm. um which is kind of funny to step into that head coach position because it's, it's almost like a ceo yeah type of job like you're very forward-facing to the public um and I mean, I'll I'll always say that uh Tracy was I mean, probably one of the most brilliant football minds you'll ever come mm-hmm. across. It's just the the scheme picking personnel. I mean, he was fantastic. Um and he was, especially with the kickers, he was super hands off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just him and I had a, a handshake deal where it was like, you know, he came up to me, Hey, I won't bother you if you make kicks on Saturday and I was like, Hey, i'll shake on that any day that sounds incredible yeah um and then, and then pj said i'm gonna bother you so you make kicks on saturday <laughs> yeah and you know and pj uh you know i'm i'm still in contact with him today like we still text every once in a while or are checking on each other and i mean that's the type of guy he is if you play for him even for a season he cares about you and he loves you and mm-hmm. he wants to see his guys do well after football and um
0: Maybe see if you have some more years of eligibility after how last season <laughs> went with the with with COVID happening and I think one week not have, we didn't really have a kicker. I mean it yeah. was it was it was tough.
2: Yeah, it uh, it was it was tough to to be in like that alumni position of yeah. kind of sitting there helpless. of so there's nothing I can offer up or nothing I can do to help these guys when because uh, I mean they had so much talent on the roster, yeah. a lot of really good talented kickers but just like really bad luck of guys being sick or guys being yeah. hurt or guys recovering from surgeries and uh they just i mean it was it was a pretty tough spot for them
0: yeah i mean and that's that's one thing you know as fans i i as a fan like i took last season the college season when the big 10 you know going from we're having a season nope now we're not and then all of a sudden yes we are it's starting late i i always took it like it's going to be with a grain of salt like how much of it is actually going to be, you know, as especially coming off of the season prior 2019 was such a special year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was, you know, beating Auburn in, in, in the Outback Bowl was so huge. I mean, and that's something that's like, we haven't had, you know, we had glimpses of it, but like that was a special season being Penn state and then you know, COVID hitting everyone. And it's tough. It's tough. And you knew there was going to be teams that struggled with just bad luck and it sucked that we were one of them but um i i can definitely i can't even imagine what the you know the helplessness that you probably feel as a very recent alumni and especially in your you know position group being really
2: affected like that's that's tough and um you know kind of the whole specialist community not just at minnesota but in general i mean we all stay in contact yeah and especially with the guys at the u i mean all the guys that were in the group that i played with i was texting them week to week just like you know i know you guys are dealing with a bunch of stuff but like how are you guys doing like checking in on them because like if i was going through that personally when i was playing like that would be hard man yeah. like you know you get such a short window to to get to play college football and to do these awesome things and it that would just be really really tough to have just such a wrench thrown in your plans especially if you're a senior or mm-hmm. you're getting towards the end of your career um but you know i i think it was awesome how they persevered and you saw different guys get opportunities that otherwise they might not have i mean Durs is getting out there mm-hmm. getting a really good chance and showing people and like hey i'm my name is dur's and i'm a damn good kicker yeah like, the he the kid is super talented and uh, myself like peyton Jordal, my long snapper mm-hmm. jake herbers we were so fired up to see him get out there like and just to see guys get a shot that you know in a normal football season sure they might have been competing for the job but I mean over the course of a long season you know you never know what can happen so it was just such a season of man like let's rock and roll like right you know you got to slide your chips and uh, it was it was fun to watch them kind of go through everything but at the end of the day it's you, you could tell it was it was tough on the players and definitely tough on the coaches because you know I think there were probably a lot of weeks where they didn't know who they were going to have healthy for games yeah. or or anything like that
0: yeah I mean so I kind of want to dive back in in a little bit so obviously you were a phenomenal kicker for the Gophers and uh, but you didn't only play kicker I imagine you know you were an all conference kick return in high school <laughs> So, like, what other positions were you a receiver? Were you, uh, I mean, what other positions did you play other than that?
2: I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I did a little bit of everything in high school. Okay. Um, I started out, uh, as a defensive back, nice. as a safety, and then, then I kind of got roped into playing some offense, some mm-hmm. slot receiver, and then returning kicks and punts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I punted a little bit, but I was like, ah, I like the ball on the ground. Yeah, I was I was more effective as a gunner than uh, okay. than as an uh, actual punter. Okay. But man, that was one of the biggest things for me. was transitioning from like playing football. All of a sudden, went from running around everywhere, like being on the field mm-hmm. every snap, to all of a sudden you're on the field. You know, not even one percent of the game. Right. So it's uh, it's kind of like you know it makes those moments on the field more special mm-hmm. and then it kind of changes the way that you view preparation. Yeah. That uh, those opportunities come by so less frequently that, um, you know, you need to make sure you're prepared for the chances you do get to be out there.
0: Absolutely. Um. So that being said, did you, there, there had to have been some, some, maybe some trick plays up for, I mean, knowing how athletic you are. I mean, was there something where you could get, you know, if we wanted to run a fake, I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a massive opportunity. Like not every you don't. It's not your run of the mill. You know, kickers are lauded a lot of the time, un, a lot of them unfairly as being the unathletic guys on the team, and that's not your case. So I, it's like, come on.
2: I can tell you, there were many times that I I, sh- oh. I showed them my <laughs> I pulled up the old huddle film. Yeah. Like, go check check out Look this, this. Look check this. out this punt return I had against Green Bay West. <laughs> I mean, like, and they were just like. Dude, come on! I mean, you're you're a kicker. Yeah, (laughs) we got guys for that. I can I can confidently say like there was never any fake that was drawn up that would have remote like any in (sighs) any ballpark gotten me the ball. I probably pushed for it like at least once a week. Okay, (laughs) Um, who gave you the who gave you like the most like
0: where you possibly creaked the door open? Who had a twinkle? What what coach was like got you? You got the most ground with on that front.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um it probably would have been my senior year. Okay. I think I was close to to getting PJ uh, like PJ oh. and Coach Wenger to uh it was like it was one of those days like, Coach, like, you know, you remember that huddle? Like, <laughs> like, hey, like me and Jake, we got this drawn up. Like, I'm gonna go around the right side, he's gonna fake, put it down, flip it over his head, I'll be around the corner before anybody knows what's <laughs> happening. And it's just kind of like a shake of the head, and it's just like, how about you just focus on making your kicks? Like- well, because like a lot of the time, like on on
0: most field goal block defenses, you know, the guys in the ends, their their one goal is to block the kick, so they're screaming around the corner. Yeah. They're not looking to try to stop. The only guy you got to worry about really is the guy in the middle of the the formation, the exactly. linebacker usually. I don't think he'll be able to catch you. No, I mean maybe. <laughs> Ninety five percent of kickers
2: maybe, but I, mean, I don't think it catch you. I, I I lost some speed from high school. You couldn't have lost that
0: much. I, I feel like you could have got the core if you only if it was
2: like, you know, need a couple yards, you could probably get it. Yeah, i uh I can confidently say I tried. Okay. I, all right, all right, <laughs> I, well, that's I pushed good for hear. it that's and good. um there was there's one one snap on like a PAT or field goal where, you know, just something went wrong along the along the process, and we had to do a fire call. And I, I threw a pretty sweet block All on right. the outside. I got a piece of a guy. Okay. <laughs> we got into it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I always liked kind of getting chippy out there whenever <laughs> I could. And, you know, the offensive line would come in and break it up. I feel like that's love a the little I feel like that's that gets mean.
0: chippy I,
1: with the kicker that just blocked him. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I also feel like because, like, you probably have, you know, it's, no, it's not the extent of maybe a quarterback, but – I feel like coaches are not gonna want their kicker to get in fights. They're probably the guy that you're getting you're it's it's a little unfair. I mean you're hitting a guy and he's like, I c I, I can't take out our starting kicker. Yeah. Like, I mean <laughs> I'll be that asshole. I like, got yeah. that's be bad for me. Well,
2: it's you kinda need to know where it's like you need to know your boundaries <laughs> and you know what not to cross. But, but I, I love it. Just give give a guy a little little bit of a shove. Maybe you know, a little
0: block. You're
2: like, Yeah. It's uh, you know, you after a PAT or something, when everybody's kind of like in that big mosh pit, <laughs> yeah. you know, people kind of throw elbows or whatever, yeah. and uh, sometimes our offensive line would just kind of just grab me by the back of the the jersey and just <laughs> drag me away and like, come on, Emmett, like, we're not doing this today. Did you ever
0: get like, you see it all the time when kickers make a field goal because they're usually unless it's Ryan Santoso, they're usually shorter than a lot of the guys they're blocking they are blocking for them. So how many times did like? Uh, did anyone give you a little bit too much of a
2: helmet smack? I mean, just oh.
0: smack the shit out of you. You're like, all right, that's not great. But
2: Every, every single time. Every time. <laughs> um, there was a dude who played with us uh, for a couple of years that uh, he, I think he ended up transferring to, like, Oklahoma State. Tyler Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, And, I mean, great guy. Yeah. Big. I mean, he was just a bulldozer, just an yeah. awesome offensive lineman and he was one of the guards on the field goal unit and i, I kid you not whether it was a pat or a 50 yard field goal after every kick he would just run up to me grab my face mask look me in the eye and just headbutt me <laughs> as hard as he could and just knock like, your sticker off <laughs> yeah and like it's like okay yeah i have a helmet on but I had, I didn't wear a mouth guard. No. Like, like... So, like, we were uh, – Concussions we were, are a thing. We like... were playing at Nebraska, and it would have been 2016, I think. And it was, like, a 43-yard field goal right before the end of the half. And, I mean, they they ice me. We're getting fired up. Like, I'm hanging out with my snapper and holder in danger zone by Kenny Loggins is playing in the stadium. <sighs> so, like, we're just buzzing, getting fired up. And I go out there, and I nail the kick. And afterwards, Tyler comes up to me and like this time he doesn't even stop. He like headbutts (laughs) me on the run and my front tooth came loose and I was like walking back to the locker room, like wiggling my tooth and I walk up to him in the locker room and I go, never do that again. And he kind of looked at me like, oh, I think he's being serious. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, I kind of loved, like, getting, like, right, roughed up by the guys oh, after a kick. Yeah. It drove me nuts. Some people, like, as I'm running onto the field for a kick, just smack me on the top of the head. I'm yeah. like, dude, come on. Don't like, do that after I after yeah. I hit the kick. Yeah. <laughs> Not when
0: I'm about to go do it. Like, but, come on.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, man. so like. That that's something like offensive linemen sometimes they don't know their own strength. They don't realize, you know, and I'm sure they do that to each other all
1: oh, the time. Oh, absolutely. Too. And I mean, it's, I mean it's not even a thing. You well, know?
2: I've I've seen those guys headbutt without helmets. <laughs> oh yeah. I went to high
0: school with a dude that he literally ate like eight, like three scoops of C four before games mm-hmm. and like literally just right in his mouth and he just sat there at a like a concrete wall and just headbutting himself. I'm like <sighs> I don't I'm not a doctor but I don't know if that's great for you long term but all I'm right I'm not man. a doctor and I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> yeah like oh, okay but I'm not gonna do anything because he was really good but <laughs> all right um
1: well Emmett how about a uh, a highlight from what I assume would be a highlight from you know your collegiate career is the gopher badger game in Madison unfortunately couldn't have, you know couldn't have been uh, at TCF we're. Yeah. finally got the win finally got the axe back i know i was in wisconsin watching on tv because it was close to thanksgiving that's where the family's from and so went out in madison that night but wasn't at the game unfortunately can you tell us i, I think you got some chops in at some
2: point right yeah um that I mean that'll probably go down as like the most exciting probably probably the most special game mm-hmm. in my career just uh because i mean it's no secret. I I grew up a huge Badger fan. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, dad, sister, aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone went to Wisconsin.
1: That's the that's Wisconsin for yep. you. Yep.
2: And um, so I'm kind of the the dark horse in the family of crossing <laughs> the border. And uh, I mean, I had family members where they were like, "Man, like, I don't know if I can even like cheer for you." And I'm like, "You don't have to. Just <laughs> just let's not make it personal. Mm-hmm. But just
0: watch me chop
2: down this goalpost. Yeah. You get 13 <laughs> um,
1: points that game."
2: I did, man, and, uh, and that was—it was super fun. Um, a little known fact was—and uh, you know, don't put me on record comparing myself to Jordan or anything—but oh, stop
1: recording, stop recording. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that was—that uh, was a flu game for me. Oh. I, was, uh, I was puking in the locker room, like I almost shit my pants on the sidelines. Like I was in rough shape. Wow. So I was—I was battling like the entire game, mm-hmm. and uh, but man, it was—it was just like the sweetest feeling ever watching that clock tick down and just like the whole sideline just rushing down and grabbing the axe and just uh when i grabbed it i actually like I, s- I was so excited on my first chop i smoked the post upright, <laughs> <way. laughs> and i was like okay okay i gotta like i gotta chill it down mm-hmm. a little bit but man it was every second we spent just like running up and down the turf like yep taking pictures and and all that it was so 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 special
1: well on behalf of uh, all gopher fans i to thank you for your service <laughs> absolutely i mean i mean that yeah that was i i still remember that game and i was sitting there and i mean it was a multiple score game i don't remember what the final score was oh, we killed like them
2: 37 14 we, yeah, yeah we, it was we we
1: like demolished them. it was it was an ass kicking by yeah. all accounts and it was like five minutes up in the fourth quarter and my dad was like kevin like be happy, you guys are gonna win, and I was like, "No, I'm not traumatized. yet. Not yet. I can't celebrate." See, yeah.
0: see you have that. You have that trauma. You have gopher trauma. I have that on top of Viking trauma, and just Minnesota oh, come sports. On. Th- that is that Packer is trauma. trauma. Shut the fuck up about that. Once come you on. ask <laughs> a championship game, it's just a world of hurt every single year. Okay, well, that's recent trauma. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, I, I it's my entire fandom trauma. Three times but, in the last four years, but, who's but that counting? being said, it's like we and only a couple years ago. Or you know, prior to that, we had Mitch Leidner. You know, we were we were up at half, and then oh, that the three was interceptions. I think it was in the second half, and one of them was we to we a guy losing, from my hometown. You know, so, and it was, so it's like
2: it I was doubly bad. I, I was
0: never going to feel comfortable until it was all zeros on that clock, mm-hmm. and I'm sure
2: you know I'm not alone in that. And no, no you were. That's uh, that's kind of how all of us were on the sidelines. Yeah, uh, crazy things can happen, especially in in rivalry games. So yeah. it's like. Like no one, it was very like quiet, very solemn on yeah. the sidelines until the clock was like, you know, we had the ball and we were about to take a knee, and it's like, all right, we can like finally breathe. Yeah, and, and then victory it, formation yeah. comes. I'm out. sure did PJ like pop a blood vessel or he I mean, he had to just be on the moon. Oh man, I <laughs> I don't even remember like any of like the post game. I don't even know if he gave like a post game speech mm-hmm. to that game. Like yeah. the locker room, it was just like, man, like guys like I mean we did jump around in the locker room. Like someone brought a speaker <laughs> and we did our own jump around. It was awesome. Um salt in the wound. But yeah, <laughs> and I mean and when I mean when they beat us so many years in a row, you gotta you gotta get those shots in when, 14, 14. when you get the 14. chance. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh
1: God. Well that's the thing. They would always like, you know, a couple couple years like leading up to when we finally got him back and it was like, you know, they celebrate like crazy. I'm like, you guys have done this the last like five years in a row. Like, is, are you really that excited at this point? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, but, um, I do want to ask how, how old were you or what? Do you have a specific moment when you knew you were really good at kicking footballs? Like how, how early did you start kicking? Like, I'll, I'll,
2: I'm curious about that. I don't know. But, yeah. I, uh, my freshman year in high school, um, I mean, our, I mean, very rarely do you ever find like a good high school kicker. Right. Um, it's getting better nowadays, mm-hmm. but
0: I mean, most a lot of high schools just don't go for field goals. Exactly. I mean, you just need a solid extra point guy. Yeah.
2: And in, um, in high school. One day after practice, like our coach was like, "Does anybody here think they can kick a football?" So I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, we'll give it a shot." Yeah. So like, I I kicked a few pretty good, and then like the next day, it was like, "All right, like." Emmett, he thinks he's a hot shot, thinks he can kick. Like, <laughs> we're going to line you up for, like, a 48-yard field goal, and if you miss it, the team has to run. <laughs> so I go out there, and I hit the crossbar. And we had Oof. to run, but, like, that was kind of that first moment of, like, you know, I didn't warm up at all. I, I, Quite honestly, I had no idea what I was even doing. And if I could get that close, it's like, well, you know, I go home and I tell my dad, like, Dad, like, I kind of want to give this a shot. Yeah so you know we go out and we buy some footballs and we make our own little like pvc pipe stand to hold them and uh basically like every day him and i would go to a football field and just kick (laughs) and uh then i kicked uh on varsity for some games my sophomore year and then kind of so on and so forth things got a little more serious of Mm -hmm. going to some camps and getting some like proper coaching and then Kind of navigating the whole maze of uh, college recruiting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's that's so interesting. Like, I, there at, at some point, like, you, it's one of those things. Like, I might be good. I don't know. You, you never know if you don't try.
2: Exactly. And, so, like, and if
1: you never did that, like, you know, just picture the diverging. You know, the stars oh, align and absolutely. you actually figure out you're really good at kicking. Yeah.
0: like, that's
1: insane.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, do do is there anything specific? When you're when you're like lining up for a field goal, I know every, every kicker has their own kind of routines. Um is your is your mind like blank? Is it are you thinking about just like constantly like, you know, it going through the uprights? Do you have a specific kind of like mental strategy that you go through, whether it's if it's for a big kick, whether it's just an extra point? I mean, is it different?
2: Yeah, I mean, you kinda you kinda try to I mean yeah, uh, a 50-yard game-winning kick is much different in the scenario than just like your average PAT. Right. Um but you know, we're definitely kind of wired and trained to treat every kick the same. Yeah. Um cuz I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same steps back, it's the same steps over, the yeah. ball is going to be where it, it's going to be and you know, it's up to you to make any of those other adjustments that are needed. Um There's a movie, I think it's like I don't know. Some might consider it like a chick flick or a rom com, but whatever. Um, it's called For the Love of the Game with, uh, I think it's like Kevin Costner. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. a baseball movie. Yeah. And like he would always say, like, clear the mechanism when he was pitching, and his mind would just like mm-hmm. go blank and it was just like laser focus. And like without sounding corny, like that was kind of like the zone that I would get into. Yeah. I mean, like playing at Penn State or the big house in front of 100,000 people. It was like you'd snap into those moments where like you couldn't even hear any of the crowd noise or anything like that. Right. It's really just like me and my guys out there and we had, you know, a job to do and we were ready to do it. And uh, so, I mean, I guess I'd kind of describe like the, the during the moment, like very high strung. Mm-hmm. But also like very calm at the same time. Okay, if, if that makes any yeah no of, absolutely because you sort of sense well yeah at all. you
0: can't be like totally like relaxed zen or whatever you want to call yeah. it because like at some point you know you a, can't jog up to the ball and just kind
1: of you know take a swing from a standing position. You got to kind of be a little pretty
0: dialed in. Yeah, right, a but, big moment you but, have but to also be, not scared. So that kind of makes sense. You got to realize yeah. when it when it's a big moment because that it, you're you know. That's what's great about a, a lot of it, you know. When people, when we're thrust into that position or put in that position, you have to be like, it, it does wire you different. Like, yeah. You know, you have to get your mind right. And what's your uh, what's your stance on icing the kicker? I I, that,
2: I bet I can place, guess. I was but
0: I asked this yeah. too.
2: You know, it, does it work?
0: Oh yeah,
1: or I, is it just like
2: total total bullshit that coaches think it works? It it works in the sense that it kind of like shifts your focus out of the moment. Because um, really, I mean, kicking a field goal and, like, snap, hold the kick, a good operation like, 1.2 seconds. Right. It happens very, very fast. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, really those, like, 30 seconds before the kick are, like, super critical of getting in the zone, getting your steps down, um, you know, picking your target line. And I think icing the kicker is, you know, it's not going to change any of those steps of getting ready for the kick. mm mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're not, like, mentally strong enough, it could allow some doubt to creep in. Okay. Um, so, like, if I was ever iced, I would literally, like, self-talk, like, positive self-talk my ears off. Like, out loud being like, you will make this. this you kick. are you will going will to make this kick. This kick. <laughs> they're scared <laughs> yeah. of you. That's why they're icing you. Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. Um, so, I mean, belittle the opponent.
3: Yeah. So, I mean...
2: <laughs> It it's a mind game absolutely um, and it's, i mean sometimes sometimes it definitely works i think just because mm-hmm. if a guy isn't uh isn't prepared to to replicate that process over and over to get ready for the kick and you know if they're super dialed in and they call time out it's kind of like your adrenaline is at its peak like mm-hmm. you're waiting for the snap and then the whistle blows and mm-hmm. the adrenaline goes down and then you got to build yourself back up to that point and you know, in that time you might you know, you might see something crazy in the stands or you is, might
1: is it worse if they like kinda you know, like right as it's snapped, and so you kinda end up running forward and maybe even you do end up kicking the ball because it just kinda happens or
2: Man, I'll tell you one of the worst things is like they ice you and you don't quite realize that you're iced. Mm. So like the ball has snapped and you're still in like the go 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 mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you end up kicking it I hate the practice
0: kick. <laughs> that that whenever I see my team do it, I'm like we're, we're gonna lose we're missing this kick, we're missing it I, yeah, and I man the
2: oh. worst feeling is when well, you're a vikings fan yeah the worst feeling though is when you just like you you smoke it like you mm-hmm. just hit an absolute just <laughs> rocket it, yeah. and it's like, well, dang, I should have saved that one yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm out, oh no <laughs>
0: I could never be better than that, but like i I always get like i don't know i I've always thought icing like unless like the kicker is just like me and just completely mentally will crumble in that, in that moment. I I feel like they're, they're just like, okay, I have to wait an extra 60 seconds. Like, I I don't know. Like, like you said, they probably have their own routines. The routine stays the same and they just do it. But I always, I hate the the practice kick. The practice kick gets me, gets me all messed up.
2: (laughs) and, And there was a kick that I missed after being iced where it was like a super windy day. And I went out for, you know, before they iced me and i go out and i pick my line that i think is going to fade the ball in with the wind mm-hmm. and during that timeout, i start second guessing the line Ugh. and then i'm like well you know maybe the wind's blowing a little harder than i thought so i play it a little bit more and then all of a sudden i go out and i kick it and it, i end up missing the kick because i overplayed the wind oh so i mean it can be things like that where it I mean it just gives you more time to think and sometimes with kicking it's not always the best thing it's more of when you train well and you're prepared then it it's almost like an instinct where you just go out and right. you just trust yourself and yeah. you just just let her fly. Do you have a, a as a you know a very successful
0: college kicker and just a kicker in general do you when you see like when you're watching the NFL or any any level uh, and you see a kicker miss a big kick do you or is there a party that's always just like been like damn man like that's like or you you have to empathize with that like a little Can we have like, some names of kickers who've missed big kicks
1: that you're talking about I, specifically I, or
0: specifically i was actually thinking of cody parkey oh and the double doink, but that's what came to mind i was yeah. like with that one because he because that was a practice one where they iced him mm-hmm. and he kicked it and drilled it and then he you know then the double doink obviously happened and well the rest is history. Yeah, man. but he's he's been fine. I don't know, but obviously Blair Walsh. I know that's what you probably alluded to over there. I, um, I got others I could. I yeah, mean, probably, I bet you do. On, I bet you do. But yeah, and so I I don't know. I think like you probably have a different kind of area in your brain, even if you're not a fan of that team or whatever.
2: Yeah, and I mean it. It sucks. It because uh, especially kind of like going through college, and then um going to you know quite honestly a bunch of camps and training sessions where you're prepping yourself for football after college mm-hmm. um you know I, i've you know, had the chance to be around or kick with many of those guys that you see kicking out there on a sunday so i mean there is that personal aspect of it yeah. where i mean like when daniel carlson had that bad game is like i i personally know daniel so i mean like that that hurt on like a personal level of like yeah. man like it, it's tough to cuz you know the hate he's going to get you know you know how how nasty job. yeah you, you know he's going to lose his job you know people are not going to be kind to him as someone who
1: was there that day people were pretty unkind to him and in the moment
2: yeah and it's uh you know that's a whole different different subject of kind of people um yeah. The way that they treat people when performance mm-hmm. might not be at the, well, at its peak. And but. especially,
0: too, you know, it was his second game ever in the NFL.
2: And so it's like I feel like with
0: with kickers more than any position in the NFL or just in like you have to build up, you have to like to bank up your, your resume for like, you know, Mason Crosby. No one talked about him being, you know, cut or released. Some people talked about, it. some well, dumb people talked about. But when he had when he it. had that terrible game yeah, against and, and the Lions, where he missed like four or five kicks or whatever it was, I don't I know. I think it was like six or so, yeah, I think it was like four yeah, field goals and two extra points. But
1: he I lost by like three or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then like,
0: just, but he had been their long-standing kicker, and I think he's probably your point record holder. Uh, I think he's. I would yeah, think so. Yeah. yeah, he's been there for longer than Longwell long, long
1: 14 years 13, yeah that's insane years. That sounds right you literally sure. went from
0: like longwell to mason crosby and so it's like
1: that i don't think there was a guy between it's kind of our specialty is you know the first guy was really good to the next guy who's really
0: good and then you're like your third guy you're like who knows hey hey, hey he's <laughs> gonna put not, out a jersey we're this not sure year. yeah he's gonna play in the preseason oh wow that's, Man, that's, gonna that's be great, great. good <laughs> um but so it's like you, you have to build up that but it's it was unfortunate i wish that we kept daniel
2: carlson yeah. You know, that sucks. I mean, you look and see what he did for <laughs> with the Oakley, Raiders. Or with, I mean, with now Las Vegas. Yeah, and I mean, he he went on a tear. He was yeah. crushing it. Yeah. So, And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think people – and, you know, at the end of the day, it it is a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like any other job, if you want to keep your job, you have to perform. Yeah. Um, But I think people need to remember those guys wouldn't be on the field playing if they weren't the best of the best, right? Because I mean, there's only 32 of those jobs in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those 32, you're pretty dang good at what you do. You're and-
0: literally the third. You're you're one of the top 32 people at at your position. Like
1: yeah.
2: that's what it is. Everyone
1: watching at home is not in the top 32 of whatever their job is yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: that's that's insane to think. Like you have to you, you as a fan, especially you have to take a step. I mean, in the moment, of course. I like, yes, I was. I was livid, you know, it it cost us. We had a, we had a tie that game. And like, that was a season where we went eight, seven and one. That tie kept us out of the playoffs. It's like, Mm -hmm. that sucks. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, it's hindsight. It's the second game of the year. You're going to have quick reactions. You don't know this kicker. You don't know this guy. And and it's a position where they're on the field to, to kick field goals or extra points. And if they don't do well at that, like you said, we're gonna find another guy that mm-hmm. will. It's, it's
1: it kind of seems like a position too that like you know receivers can drop touchdowns and unless they do it a lot, you know they don't yeah. get can the next day. But but even
0: yeah, even a lot like N- Nelson Aguilar who had he mm-hmm. dropped a lot of balls for the Eagles that one year and then he goes to and Bill Belichick go to the like, Raiders Mine. and he had a great year. And it's like <laughs> it doesn't you know it's just one of those things. But kicker, they're they're under a microscope and it's it's unfortunate. But they they can go from you know, this is also like like, how, like going from in being in a position where you can be the hero then all, or also, you know, the villain, the the goat, I guess. (laughs) And not the greatest of all, not the Tom Brady way. So, you know, it's not, let's not get into that. (laughs) And So, you know, that, that's, that's hard to wrap. Like I, I can't wrap my head around that. Like that's, that's a lot of, you put pressure on yourself. I feel like,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to, it is. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to kind of go back to your original question, I mean, there's sometimes you just shake your head, like, "Come on, man!" Like, <laughs> and like as a guy that went through, it, it's like, "Like, man, I could be out there. I could, I, I could do that." Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure so many people sit on their couch and they're like, oh, "I could do that," but like, it, um, like any any good golfer, any good pitcher, the best of the best are gonna have their bet. Is. yeah so, absolutely no matter how how long you do something here and there you're gonna have a bad day
0: well i mean like with with the masters literally starting tomorrow that when you said golf like tiger woods in november put a i think a 10 on number 12 posted a 10 he was the defending champion like, yeah now he's not even playing he's what like a the, slacker one of the <laughs> okay one of the greatest <laughs> like probably the greatest golfer of all time and like that's what happens like it, it you know they have a bad day it's it's part of you know being human, and it's hard when you're in a position though in football, especially with football, because every fans are probably crazier in football than maybe other sports. Maybe in, in the Premier League, but I don't know. <laughs> not, fans not here. here, yeah, yeah. Fans here. It's NFL is king, and it, and it will be probably for foreseeable future. I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: uh, Emmett, I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit. I want to play a game, and we do this with everyone. These words don't mean anything, but I want you to rank oh them in order, okay? <laughs> all right. So the, wor- the words Blarney's, Sally's, and Burrito Loco is kind of all <laughs> together. So how would you rank those random words that, that don't mean anything?
2: Are we doing, like, power rankings? or I Just your own personal opinion. Oh. Emmett
0: Carpenter's rankings of those three words.
2: I will go <laughs> four I words. guess four yeah.
0: words. Three three places.
2: Yeah. I'm going Barney number one. That mm. was correct. Good job. Burrito loco two, Sally's three. That is the that's, That is the correct answer. The correct All right. answer. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was wondering if it was different because, you know. I was not a football player in college, so I don't know where you guys would end up most Wait, of the time. I feel like
0: we, we... Hey, we were a pretty good co-ed flag football team. Oh, well... You know, I we mean, ran that division. Yeah, of course we Sandusky's did. Pop Warner. It was... Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how it got through. They Every single time I'd say, like, uh, Sandusky's Pop Warner, they're like, how did that name get through? I'm like, <laughs> ah, I don't know. It just did.
1: Yeah. But, okay, so that that's good, and I'm glad that, that we agreed on that because... If you had said Sally's first, that would have been devastating. That, that would have
2: damaged our friendship a little bit. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I, I won't turn down Sally's. No, but. I've I've been to Sally's a time or two. Um, I mean, I've even... got a great happy. Hour. I've even had a couple mm-hmm. good times there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but man, like the upstairs at burrito loco mm-hmm. i've had uh, multiple fishbowl nights absolutely well, yes. you have well, to the, the big old electric yep. blue fish yep. bowl. <laughs> uv Not, blue no baby. worse headache than uh waking up on a thursday morning it's after terrible. a night yep. at burrito loco
0: and then we um, get up on a friday morning after a mug night at blarney's and then going <laughs> friday to sally's it's a great three-day stretch it is and um <laughs> then you gotta do school at some point no, or
2: unfortunately wow. i i couldn't be on that sort of like regiment um <laughs> I mean there were times that, you know, we would still um especially like earlier on in our career before Coach Flack, there mm-hmm. were times that, you know, we would we would get our fair share of uh, suffering through some summer early morning workouts. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, that's that's a whole different ballpark. But I I have some some very, very special places in my heart for barney mm-hmm. uh both upstairs and downstairs yeah <laughs> it's uh just an all-around uh, top-notch establishment.
1: barnes downstairs is always it's always interesting because it's like you know whenever it's open it's like a special time yeah oh, and, oh god <laughs> and then you go down there and it's like 100 degrees and you're like oh maybe oh, yeah. i should go back
2: <laughs> <laughs> especially like if you're brave enough to venture to like that back like oh, dance yeah. oh my, yeah area where it's like kind of like a rave and then there's like a random ping like pong table and like
1: where you are at Blarney's there's like a spectrum of like experiences that varies so wildly between like the front door and then you get all the way into the basement it's very different
2: it is it's um (laughs) it's kind of like like a one of those books where you can, like, choose your path. Choose your exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you walk choose in the door and it's like, and all right, if I go right, I'm going to end up by, you know, the DJ or, where mm-hmm. the, like, uh, hopefully maybe some live music. Then you work your way to the back and, you know, you work your way around to the bar. And then mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you get to go downstairs. And, like, <laughs> once you go downstairs, like, all bets are off. You have no idea where your night's going from well, there.
1: Some people will go, like, upstairs like, what are you guys doing up there? There's, like, no room, you know? That's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like two dartboards. You,
0: yeah, well, because it, it's it's literally just the, the area above the bar down, like the main level. So you're like, sometimes I see like like adult there. adults. There would the, yeah. be like four like forty year old guys or just those, like, hanging out. Those are I'm like, like the twenty five year old seniors, and you're just like mm-hmm. they kind of maybe have families at that point. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm kind of afraid to go up there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go up here because I will feel like I'll just get called like. Youngin or kid Young or man that. Yeah, young man I'm like, ah, <laughs> this is not what I want to have on a Thursday But, no. you know
2: No, yeah. let me ask you guys a question Oh, yeah Have you ever experienced a Barney's breakfast? Yes Yes, yes. It's so good That's something to talk about Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it might be one of the best kept secrets in Big mm-hmm. Town Yeah
1: Every time my parents would come visit And they'd, you know, they'd kind of be there, I think, on like a Saturday And then they'd go back to their hotel and Saturday night would happen they text me Sunday morning they'd be like do you want to get breakfast before we go home like yes and I know exactly where I want to go
0: well and the best part is like when you first discover it you're like this place has food like (laughs) it's it's really good it's not just like bottomless Long Islands like (laughs) what is this they have more
1: than
2: the trash (laughs) can I'm
0: like this is incredible and so it's just
1: you do run the risk though if you go to Blarney's the night before you go and get breakfast and then you're sitting there and you're a little out of it and you get like flashbacks of like oh no (laughs) Oh, man, or you have to, like, go to the bathroom, and you sit, and you're like, oh, something, something happened in here, you know, 12 hours
2: ago that I'm not very proud of. You're you're still smelling, like, <laughs> oh, the yeah. remnants of vomit on the yeah, floor. Yeah, well, because, like, like the, you know they don't clean it that oh, much. No. You know no. they don't. You're like, yeah,
0: the floor's a little sticky. It's like, that's probably where I spilled a little bit. You it's, know, It's oh, funny yeah, to I... think,
2: like, I mean... I would almost say a hundred percent chance that there has been multiple times that we've all been in Barney's. Oh, visit. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, without a doubt. Absolutely. writhing mass of humanity going on yeah, right there.
0: Yeah. Right. Kevin. Kevin got punched in the face at Bl-
1: <laughs> like I, I mean twice, right <laughs> yeah. back to back. I, I was I was in there on stunned Halloween on you. crutches. I just, mean I was all over in Barney's. Just yeah, that was him. the that was
0: not my best story. Immediately after contact. Well, Puts the dude in a sleeper hold because takes the guy was really
1: short, so my rebuttal punch went right over his head. Because you know I'm pretty tall, that's my excuse. And then punch number two came flying in, and then he got thrown out, and I got to stay. So that's that's the real win. And Adam was right behind me to go, hey, 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 you
0: should go to the bathroom and clean yourself up. Well, and I, not help with the fight. At I all. didn't know it was happening. All of a sudden, I hear Kevin yelling in the background, <laughs> "Fuck you, man!" I'm like, I come like, well, that doesn't sound good. I turn around. That's when I see him. Just right, just square, right in the mouth, and just the shock. I'm like, "Oh no!" And then- it was a shocking experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just one of those nights, you know, you just
1: kind of roll it in. To, and and it. to the bouncer's credit, I mean, they they oh swooped. he was quick, like yeah, they yeah, immediately on the guy.
2: Yeah, that was. Uh- Sounds like just another just notch in the belt. Yeah, of, just another uh, of Thursday experience. Yeah, you know. yeah,
1: yeah. And it's better than getting you know going to
0: a downtown bar and getting punched in the face. You
1: start yeah, to uh, get a little that's, riskier. That's
2: a that's a different ballgame. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do that. Maybe you you stay at a out at a Twins game a little too long, and you're like, mm-hmm. let's just hang out downtown. Well, this is the same and might, might be different. Well, it's not quite. <laughs> but so we've obviously talked a lot about about your career as a kicker and kind of just like the insight on that because frankly people don't know enough about it. And you know, it's it's I I don't know a whole lot about it. I I think it's it's good to hear, but what are some other interests and like hobbies that you like what are you doing right now? I want to oh, hear like man. what's what's Emmett Carpenter doing now?
2: So, uh after I graduated, I um kind of put everything I had into training and getting ready for um you know, the next level of football. And uh you know, I I spent kind of that whole spring of 2019 traveling to you know San Diego, Dallas, Phoenix um, all these nice warm places to get to train with some different coaches Mm -hmm. and uh, go to some like kicker combine type events and um, you know leading up to my pro day and my draft I felt wonderful about you know any opportunities that were out there. I had an agent who was um, you know doing some awesome things for me and telling me that there was, you know, I think leading up to the draft, I, you know, I had gotten contacted or called by like over 25 of the teams. Wow. So like there was, there was interest out there. Um, It was just, you know, a weird year for kickers. And I think there were only two kids that were actually drafted. Um, I know Austin Siebert, the kid who went to Cleveland. Yep. Um, And who else was there? Uh, It doesn't matter, but, uh, I mean, I was just like absolutely thrilled. I mean, it was a dream come true to get to go to mini camp with the bears mm-hmm. and um you know, even if it was just for five days, I got to put on an n f l helmet and yeah. kinda go out there and it was you know it was up to me how long I got to stay there so um unfortunately, you know there were i think like seven or eight of us competing. And it was, it was pretty brutal and challenging. And, unfortunately, you know, I, I didn't make the cut. And then uh, the first time I went out to kick after that, I tweaked my hip. Ugh. And uh, that, that kind of ultimately led me to kind of decide, uh, you know, event. unfortunately the game has to end at, at some point. And this was just kind of the time that I chose to hang up the cleats. Um, so currently I'm working – uh, a big boy job. All right, <laughs> uh, for uh, a company here in the Twin Cities called Greco. Okay, um, we make like handheld paint sprayers and nice. uh, like all sorts of industrial pumps. And what that What is stuff. your What but,
0: was your degree in?
2: Uh, supply chain and operations. All right, all right. Yeah, nice. so I'm uh, I'm working in their uh, supply chain department mm-hmm. as a, a sourcing specialist for okay all sorts of different like. Custom metal fabrications that go into our products, like cast metal and forgings, and springs and bearings and all that kind of stuff. So it keeps me busy. I, I work probably a little bit more than what I would want to. But um, outside of work, I you know I, I have a dog. His name is Kicker. He's awesome. I was going to ask yeah, about that. Shocking. That's, that's a fantastic <laughs> Yeah, thing. I was. Uh, I was very contempl- on brand. I was contemplating <laughs> asking if I could bring him by tonight. Oh. He just he just vibes out he's like the chillest little puppy ever oh that's awesome um so he's awesome and then you know i just i still am super super tight with a bunch of the guys i played with i still live with one of them Uh, i don't know if you know the name uh, andrew stelter okay he was uh, a defensive lineman big big dude number 99 um defensive
1: lineman so he never assaulted you it's always important or did he
2: he never did (laughs) he uh but you know On uh, some extracurriculars outside of football, he was Mm. he was always there to kind of, you know, calm things down. Yep, he's from Owatonna. Yep, yeah, he was just an absolute monster. He he played in both the AAF and XFL. Wow, damn. Yeah, so he uh, he had a pretty pretty special run after college, and then uh, he's starting PT school at the U this summer. So I still live with him. Then you know, like. Uh, you might know the names like Brandon Lingen, mm-hmm. Steven Richardson, mm-hmm. um, you know, Peyton Jordan, Snapper, you know, yeah. a bunch of those guys. Those are like my really close friends that, you know, we still hang out and have beers and, uh, and all that, but, you know, I just like to fish and um, um, this summer I'm going to be doing some coaching for some high school kickers. Okay. So Very I'm nice. fired up to kind of get into that and, just kind of kinda like
0: like multiple schools, or just kind of you have a specific it, one that you're looking at, or uh, not not
2: school uh, based. It's just kind of like on an individual basis okay. with kids aspiring kickers. kind Yeah, like and you know, I kind of felt like if I if I didn't do that, there's just like all this knowledge and wisdom that's just sitting up here that's just right. going to waste otherwise. So Absolutely. I might as well, uh, you know, if if there's any kids out there that listen to the podcast that want to learn how to kick, yeah. And, uh, I'm happy to uh, lend a, a helping hand.
0: Yeah, for sure. I so when you say the the cleats are hung up, is that are they up high enough where you can't take them back down? I mean, I I feel like I don't know. Like I, I know you you've been obviously on the inside of it, and but I got to think like an ultra dependable guy. Like there's there's got to be an opportunity. Like
2: yeah, I maybe mean, is
0: that that's that coming from a team that. You know, I've been traumatized. You're sounding a little thirsty over I
1: there. I am also. a little bit.
2: I mean, the Vikings, Rick, come on. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? you know, I, I think until I'm like gray and old, I don't know if those cleats will ever be all up right, for all good. All right. Um, well, that's good. So, even when you're gray and old, I mean, look at it, Crosby. Look at Crosby. Crosby, yeah. Yeah. Crosby yeah. Yep. But, um, no, I mean, when I'm coaching the kids this summer, I, I'll, I'll 100% cleats on yeah out there ripping balls with them so yeah. that's Stay that's ready. a
1: headline grab for us right oh. there it's like the cleats will never be all the way up yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're
0: reachable they're <laughs> reachable they're the only ones up there um i mean so you you're you're starting to you're into fishing are you a is that kind of your leisure activity like i know i i, I personally like golfing i never got into fishing i know there's some people that are like to do both but a lot of the time
2: i don't know they they're pretty hardcore in either one of them yeah i big golf guy as well okay forgot to say that All right. um so if you guys ever want to get out for absolutely. A round of golf absolutely
1: oh, i we, don't want uh, to embarrass myself in front of you like that
0: you <laughs> we, had a cool 140 the you other know week i had, i had
1: Kevin. a stone cold 140 <laughs> last week it was raining first Shut time up. out yeah <laughs> and <laughs> my
2: like one of the one of the best times was my 5th year um I didn't have class on – Mon. I mean, actually, I, the only day of the week I had class was Mondays, like okay. Monday afternoon. So Monday terrible. mornings, it was awful. It was the worst <laughs> semester ever. Um, Monday mornings, we never had football. It was our day off. So, like, there was a foursome that every Monday we would go out and play 18 holes, and it was just like – Different courses or a specific course? We would try to shuffle it up, go to different courses. Okay. But, um, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I – I'm a fanatic about golf as well and it's just uh I've always been into fishing and I've gotten more into fishing here in Minnesota cuz a lot of my buddies are like big time walleye fishers and mm-hmm. that but I've I've found an absolute passion for fly fishing. Okay. So that's kind of my my new uh fun hobby that mm-hmm. I I've gotten into. Nice. Do you, do you keep a handicap for golf? <laughs> Not that I have have uh Calculated recently, okay, yeah, not right. in the last couple of years. I would. Th- uh,
0: what? What? What are you? What are you around? I guess. Are you like it, a? Are you like a really good golfer? Like, are you, do you I'm sandbag? The, I'm not people, a scratch or, golfer. He like sounds like a really good. golfer. You sound he's like not you're, you, us. you. You probably go out there and shoot like an 85 easy. Like you're like, eh, it's fine.
2: I mean, it ranges how. I can have a really good day or a really bad day.
3: Okay, all right. If all I'm right.
2: on, I've, I've broken 80 a few times. Oh, okay. If I'm off, I'm you know, over 100. All right, it's, all mean, right. So, so it, very And volatile. it also depends how many beers you're having it's and who you're fluid. golfing with. It's aiming with. fluid. And, That's what you tell yourself. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, usually the front nine's better than the back.
1: <laughs> all right, due to a tragic technical malfunction, we did lose the last about 30 seconds of the Emmett interview. But thanks again to Emmett for coming on great guest, great time talking to him.
0: All right. So, we we spent the beginning talking about the Vikings and the Packers. Let's now talk about some things we haven't really mentioned yet. It's um, has been a lot of news. Well, the the Lions and the Bears did some did some quarterback changes that I think both of us are pretty happy about.
1: Yeah, I I'm I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Like, because, so, I mean, this is not even news anymore, but they did a Stafford-Goff swap with a bunch of picks attached. Yeah, And I'm just happy because I never disliked Matt Stafford. I think you're kind of in the same boat where I just felt bad for him because like, he's a pretty good quarterback. Can I ask
0: a question here? Yeah. Um, How come, why is it that you, why is it that not just you specifically, but just it in general. It just feels like a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> Why? What is so different about Kirk Cousins uh, and Matt Stafford? It
1: was. I saw that one coming a mile Stats, away.
0: Stats, literally, they all lean to Kirk's
1: way. Kirk Cousins grills his steaks in foil it's one time, and I cannot. Abide one time, that. <laughs> you would never catch Matt. Literally out there one time, with foil. Um, Kirk Cousins, they're literally
0: like the exact same situations. Terrible organizations no. and teams. Oh, whoa!
1: Oh, oh. And they
0: over- and they overperform. Or are you or talking like...
1: about the the R words? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... I'm definitely not time for the Vikings. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, you're just admitting, wow. <laughs> um, I think Kirk rubs you the wrong way. A because like the Vikings are somewhat of a threat you know like like the lions are always like the baby brother in the division yeah um you always kind of patting the head like oh yeah. you won a game and stafford is on that team and he's like like eviscerating his his spleen and his life he, he gets hurt so much and he keeps on so it, like, so you're saying it's because kirk
0: it? is tough and actually because he takes hits he takes a lot of hits but he never has missed a game
1: I don't think it's a measure of toughness that you uh, do or don't get hurt. That,
0: but that's what a lot of people say about Stafford. They're like, they see that, that mic'd up video and of, Stanford's against the a Browns. Gunslinger.
1: Kirk is not a gunslinger.
0: Kirk is hit, literally, there's a list. I, I, I don't have that in front of me. There's literally a list that has like quarterbacks that have thrown for, it's like, Ninety plus touchdowns and less than thirty interceptions since twenty eighteen. That's, that's not what a
1: gunslinger is.
0: What's a gunslinger to you? Gunslinger
1: then? takes risks. Gunslinger is Brett Favre. How does Kirk,
0: Kirk has Kirk had a better depth of target than Aaron Rodgers?
1: I dude, I'm not. I'm what? not here to talk about stats. I'm here to talk about what? the eyeball test. Yes. Oh. Okay, if you All were right. to ask. All right. If you were to pull 100 NFL fans and you say, who's more of a gunslinger, Kirk Cousins Because the average NFL Stafford? fan's a moron. The what are you... human's
0: are moron. You're yeah. going to disqualify like, yes! most of the yes! planet? Yes. Well. Hey, there's a goal by the Wild. We're watching the Wild game. We have in the in yeah. the background, but they scored. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I'm happy for Matt
1: Stafford. Because, all right. I mean, are you not? Are you not happy for I am, Matt I'm happy he got
0: away from Detroit. Yeah. I am happy he got away from Detroit. And I'm also happy that we don't have to play against him because I'd much rather play against Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Jared Goff sucks. No, but, but he's not. Great. But he's very much a product of McVay. Mm-hmm. He's not a off off schedule make do. You know, I gotta do it on my own.
1: Well, and you know that him and Dan Campbell are gonna have that mind meld. I mean, oh, Jared God. Goff majored in kneecaps. Yeah. So,
0: um, not good. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, I'm I'm very happy with it, and good for Stafford. Whatever he gets to go in the NFC West, where they'll just eat each other. Hopefully, yep. Um. Andy Dalton's quarterback one in Chicago. When what did they, we they hear all off season
1: on the Twitter account QB one? Yeah, in case anyone multiple was times. Unclear. Multiple times we yeah.
0: heard all off season that oh we're gonna get Deshaun. Nope. Oh, we're gonna get Russell Wilson. Nope. Well, you get Andy Dalton. Uh,
1: well, when those Russell Wilson allegations
0: start coming out, they're gonna look real smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that Andy Dalton is the quarterback. Chicago's a dumpster fire. Dude, his hair is going to look so cool with the uniform. <laughs> it's going to look awesome. When they wear the orange ones? <laughs> I think it's going to look
1: worse when they wear the orange. I think it's just, it has to be the accents of their regular, their like home jerseys. That's why the
0: Bengals were so good.
1: Or like, oh, their throwbacks. Their throwbacks oh. are going to look sick because they have a little more orange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: I mean, Andy Dalton. He was he was on you know the Cowboys for one season and it just it didn't look right. No, and there are only a few teams he could have gone to the Broncos, and
0: that's about it I think, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's I, he's not. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. He he would be the best backup quarterback you could hope for. Probably Jameis Winston's that. He he's
1: not but, a bad quarterback, but he's a purgatory quarterback. Where he's yeah. not bad enough to like get a new one. He but is he's not mo- good he enough. He has
0: moved into the transition quarterback. Yeah, now. he is the no flair like the Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitz Magic. He's not, you know. He, and, and the Bears keep doing this. They had this string of,
1: you know, not bad enough that we have to just dump them after a season, but not good enough that we're ever gonna, you know, make a run.
0: Yeah. I think it, it's hard because, you know, they've they've so committed to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, and I, it, it's almost like they're they're literally just they're just doing it because they have to just commit to it because they've already sunk so much energy and yeah. time into them that they're like if they go back now and it's like, hands up sorry we fucked up they can't do that
3: mm-hmm. they're like
0: we got to steer opposite and. You know, just going to that. You see that Matt Nagy is going to be taking over play calling again for oh, next season. Be you, man. Yeah. So he uh, he, he took it over from Bill Lazor. He uh, he wants. He I wants feel that. like
1: after that, that's kind of like as a head coach that calls plays, and then you give that up. I feel like you can't really go back because you kind of already admitted that. Like I'm the problem.
0: Well, that's it's it, like it, it's like
1: going on a break with your significant other, and it's like, but but now like that 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 happened. You know, it's it's the Dan know.
0: Quinn school of thought where yeah. he's like All right, I will have the defensive play calling. Oh shit, my defense sucks. I will give it up. Oh wait, now they still suck, I'll take it back. And like you just kind of keep doing that until I'm finally to save the day with whatever I didn't do a month. And ago. and Matt A is doing the exact same thing. And and I think yeah. I we we have a we have a, a bear well, a Bears, I'm putting air quotes, Bears fan that he says that he's been a fan since Trubisky we, we got there. We know someone who, which owns is a weird, yeah. which is weird, and he is just—I don't know. He, I, I try to tell him, 2018 for the Bears when they went 12 and four. What did they do really well that year? Oh, forced turnovers. Okay, was it a down year for the Packers and Vikings? Yeah, that's not repeatable. Nope, that doesn't happen. Like that's your year. Mm-hmm. You have to capitalize, and because in the last fifteen or so years, ten, fifteen years, Vikings and the Packers have been the one and two team. Where we'll have a year where one of us is third,
3: but yeah. that's
0: that's it. And you're usually jumping the Bears jump in, in that one year where they maybe get second or first, but nothing ever really happens.
1: No. Like this year, I mean they made the playoffs and they lost. You know, it's it's not yeah. it's not complicated.
0: Yeah. And they made they only made the playoffs because well, the Vikings they couldn't the get out of the hole and apart. the Cardinals fell apart. Yeah. And you know, it's it, it's one of those things where okay, great, you made it and you just tanked your draft pick and now when your hopes of Mac Jones falling to you are completely gone away with the Niners possibly somehow taking him at 3, um you're going to be left like, well, we have no option at quarterback this draft in a very good quarterback draft. And well, okay. The,
1: the Bears right now are that uh, that, party that party. thing from like the Ant Man movies where they're like, "Yeah, we got Andy Dalton. Ooh, yeah." And uh, Akeem Hicks like wants a trade. Ooh, and Allen Robinson wants out. No, no. And, and but then it this "But well, we franchise tag Allen Robinson yeah, when he doesn't
0: want to. Like <laughs> he wants a long term deal. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna trade Anthony Miller. Oh, fuck. All yeah. I mean, they're just, just they're just like throwing darts at a board. Yep. And they're like, let's hope one gets a bullseye." Maybe one of these times.
1: I mean, they're gonna have to fire Nagy. They're gonna have to fire Pace. Until they do that, this is gonna keep happening. And I don't know. I'm I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. in in other In other news, we're gonna keep it short here. But um, the Bucks pretty much resigned everyone. Yeah. Football's stupid. <laughs> they
1: they resigned. Now, now, having said that, they they're they're gonna be a disaster in a couple of years from a cap situation. But right now, it doesn't matter.
0: I mean, they're banking that the cap's gonna go up, and it will. I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Will they be that
0: much of a disaster?
1: I don't know. I'm telling myself they've resigned everyone on the team that lost like 31 to three to the Saints. That's that's how I have to. What about the team? What about
0: the team that won like 38 to? Was it seven? No more words. 31 to seven. No more
1: words. <laughs> it was 31.
0: No. It was 30 yeah. something to seven yeah, or was, ten, maybe. I don't know. It was a big number to the small had 10. number. That's for sure. Yeah. It was not great. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, they're retooled. They're ready to go. Um, other news. I don't know. Kenny Galladay signed with the Giants. Giants. Okay. Ravens keep trying. Marvin Jones is with the Jags now. Oh yeah.
1: I forgot about that.
0: Uh, last one we're going to talk about Sam Darnold. He got out of New York or I guess New Jersey.
1: I'm, I'm glad for him, but but I'm also kind of not like they got
0: Robert Sala now. Like that could have been good. eh,
1: I don't, I, I don't care that this happened. Like I saw the news and went, and yeah. Like that was cause I just I don't I don't buy Darnold I don't think he's terrible but I don't think he has a ceiling that's worth I have to considering. I, I
0: gotta wait until he gets away from Gase and the Jets I'm sure he'll be better I just don't uh, think with, I, with Joe Brady and Matt Rule I and with Christian McCaffrey and all that like I think I his think ceiling is good. is
1: like an Andy Dalton where like oh. he's not gonna lose you a game ball by himself but like he's just not a special dude and he gets funny. mono all the time. You get it one time. Yeah, it's one more it's time than anybody else got it. you only get it once. What?
0: Can't you only get mono once? Is that why they call it mono? I don't I think so. No. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you I, heard it here first. Yeah. He's making out with chicks in New York. I don't blame him for that. Come on.
1: I mean, I don't blame him for that either. But at the same time, I mean, what do you love more, the chicks in New York or football? Well, toxic personality. Yeah, yeah. Gary, that's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Sam
0: Darnold the problem in New York um all right <laughs> that being said I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here um I don't know did you want to we haven't talked about Deshaun Watson uh, I mean I don't think it's worth getting hugely
1: to. into it it's it's bad my, my only my only takeaway no one's talking about like Deshaun Watson's assistant should allegedly also go to jail yeah Anyone who books like 50 masseuses for one guy in like a nine month period, yeah. and like, well, it's weird. He keeps going through all these masseuses. Like, you should be in jail too. Ma- You're either massive, criminally negligent or. Yeah.
0: Massive, like, sigh of relief for every team that didn't meet the Texans asking number about that for a trade.
1: Dude, all the Bears fans out there praying that, like, Patrick Mahomes is like. You know, trafficking drugs or something, because then to make that
0: Trubisky was yeah, the best option. I feel like, option. see, we knew. I feel like there is a better quarterback in, than Trubisky in that draft. I'm trying to think back in 2017. I don't know who else was taken. Uh, was Dak Prescott that year? Uh, maybe he might have been that year. No, might have been. Well, maybe might. I don't know. He might have been 2016.
1: But I mean, the last time I saw Dak Prescott, he was like sitting on the field, like you know, just being a sore loser with his foot dangling. Like,
0: okay, yeah. all right, yeah. um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well. <laughs> What we're going to dive into in a couple weeks here. We have the draft is three weeks from now, and we will have a full preview for that. Um, possibly a a big time interview coming up about the draft centric. If you're on Vikings Twitter, um, that's still in the works. But we're gonna we'll be back in a couple weeks here with some draft coverage. I know we talked a little bit last episode with Trevor about it. The dudes in Encyclopedia about the draft.
1: We talked a lot.
0: Yeah, but I, we're we're gonna go in about more. You know, we're gonna do our own research and gonna go our prospects who we want and what we kind of think's gonna happen. Uh, the Jets trading Darnold makes one and two pretty obvious, I think. Um, but we're gonna get fully into that in a couple weeks here. Uh, that being said, uh, Kevin, unless you have anything final, I think we're gonna close her out here. Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes. Also find us on Twitter at third underscore forever, 10K. Where we post each episode every week or every episode. We're going to be posting in the offseason every two weeks. Uh, we'll see clips for that. And you can find links to Kevin and I's uh, personal podcasts <sighs> Twitter's on there we're a little more active um, again thank you so much for listening I've been your host Adam Oz joined as always by my co-host Kevin Ohm. Kevin final words Sky you my row the boat go Gophers <laughs>